Hello Satnam, I'm your host Zita Harkaran and today I have a very special and exciting conversation with dear Harnam. He's a musician, yogi and an artist. He recorded many meditation albums and uh, we talk about variety of topics stemming from what's happening in the world right now to state of kundalini yoga 20 years ago and where it is now where is it going what happened with yogi bhajan these are just our mm, exploration of these topics and um, we talk about his favorite practice you are going to learn about bound lotus very powerful powerful practice and many other mantras that you can use to release obstacles or to help yourself on the path of life. Uh, we also talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the world um, and also what's happening in the world of technology and how does yoga and practice of meditation fit in. I mean, it's a lot. Without further ado, let's go into the episode and our conversation. Enjoy. Yeah, so... I am so appreciative um, to be talking to you, and I'm so appreciative that you have this uh, podcast and that you're doing it, because what I started to say there was so much of what existed in the before times is no longer. Uh, in right. other words, the, the, the radio shows, the podcasts, the festivals, um, they are no more they're just like everyone turned into ghosts and disappeared and no explanation nothing just like yeah 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 and that's this is exactly why i was like i have to i mean fill this space somehow and see where everybody is in what headspace they are like Absolutely. how are they thinking about kundalini yoga where people are even practicing, you know, and how are they practicing and what is the practice giving you? Because I do want to focus it mostly on uh, practice, right? About okay. like what has Kundalini Yoga given you? What, what has the practice giving you? But then we can also like span it out into envisioning uh, spirituality after 2023 and forward right because i feel like it's like a fertile ground and maybe this conversation can conversations can help plant seeds that well i hope so because this is the most fertile time i have ever seen in my entire life um i mean it's like uh you know somebody just took the uh just turned over the table right the whole yeah. table the whole table was set and it just got and it all went up in the air and now we're starting to see where some of the pieces are are landing in out of this confusion and chaos enormous opportunity exists mm -hmm. um but you but to to experience the these opportunities you have to be available to them you can't be um 
you know, you can't be stuck in the past or lost in some kind of future or whatever it is. You, you really have to be, um, you have to be open and available. And that's where the yoga comes in. Um, and the yoga allows you to, to do that reset every day. You got your sod and you keep showing up. It's like steady Eddie, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever all this is, um, you know, I, I know I can come back to my breath. I know I can come back to my center. I know I can come back and chant. I know I need to stretch my body. I know I need to move the energy. Yeah. Yeah. And even in that way, it's almost like a gift, this um, realization of why are we practicing, right? It's like you're not practicing anymore because of some kind of institution or because you are a teacher or because of Yogi Bhajan or because of whoever, right? You're just practicing for yourself. At least that's how I feel like. Yes. A hundred percent. What you're saying is that, yes, it's not about the the institutions or because I'm a teacher, whatever, like the world has done a complete 180. It's completely flipped over. Everyone's completely lost their minds on so many different levels in so many different ways. And, uh, you know, it's up to each of us to decide I'm not going down that. I'm not giving energy to that. I've got to consolidate, concentrate, focus, and, um, you know, connect to source through my practice. And that is, and it's always been that way, but now it's just so obvious that in, in so perilous too, because there's so many different ways we can get pulled and, and disrupted, um, by the chaos that if we don't have a solid practice, you know, we can, Mm -hmm. we can get swept away. Yeah. 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 Uh, even I experienced it myself. Like there, there were time in past few years where I clearly saw myself going in the direction that was just not healthy. And I, I was fortunate that I was able to pull myself out and step up and start practicing and really show up even more for myself than ever before, which was like amazing. Um, That's a true opportunity here. Um, Exactly. Yeah, there, there, there it is. It's like, I mean, we all signed up for this, right? Whether or not we want to, you know, believe that or accept that, but we're here and it's now and this is happening. So this is part of our, we're all having our individual experiences, but it's all part of this collective experience. And this is the, the nature and state of humanity right here, right now. This is what it is and it's messy and it's beautiful and it's fertile ground for what comes next, right? <laughs> And, and it's just a keep your eye on the prize thing. Like no matter what the, the day-to-day shizzle you're seeing or dealing with the the cray, right. Is a, is one know in your heart through your practice connected to source that everything's going to work itself out one way or another. 
right? And ultimately, you know, the, the point of the practice is to die before you die, to understand that death is just the other side of the coin of life. There is no, that's the, the big illusion. This is all Maya. We're, we're supposed to be having fun and learning and, mm-hmm. and really believe that, you know, as, as you know, that sounds like new age, you know, someone would, what, 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 it, what's, what do my trolls say online? They say, oh, it sounds like hippie drivel to me, Harnam. Okay, <laughs> sure. Fine. If it's hippie drivel to you, go for it, baby. That's yeah, that's yeah, you. Yeah. That's you. If that's your trip, hey man, I'm not gonna get in the way of your trip. But yeah. um But yeah, but, you mentioned amazing thing that I never heard before. To die before you die. <laughs> and you know, I, and I've been reading a lot about because that's part of the podcast as well, to kind of for me to study these ancient texts like I've been reading Bhagavad Gita, I've been reading Tao Te Ching, and they all say this is the secret to immortality to find the center within you and it's kind of like to die before you die to realize the death before you actually experience it timeless death a call the timeless part consciousness is so we're it's all god's play right you know, there, there's givers and there's takers, but it's all it's all God, right? And that is the 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 gift of of consciousness and, and awareness when you have that awakening, when the the energy moves and you your light body is activated, you you taste the timelessness, right? That's why people do drugs right they want to you can do it that way but if and you can have a taste whether it's very popular now ayahuasca dmt mushrooms lsd whatever very popular psychedelics open you up to your eternal self and that's where the barriers and the boundaries kind of disappear and you experience this kind of oneness and I think that there is a good place for that, but that is also um, where and what the the yoga practice will do for you. Deep pranayam, um, deep meditation will take you samadhi, shudhiya, samadhi, like these are states of consciousness that are in the Vedas, they're in the Bhagavad Gita, this is you know, documented, and this practice is still here with us uh, thousands of years later. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a reason where people are still doing this. Mm-hmm. And, and we are blessed to have found it um, and have it available now of all times and to be practitioners now during this, um, you know, age of revelations and the apocalypse, the lifting of the veil. Okay, whoa, it wasn't what I thought it was, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. When we get to see all the uh, puppet players and all the little wizards of Oz that are controlling things. So, um, okay, let's start from beginning because we talk about uh, being blessed on a journey 
uh, have a practice. Uh, how did you discover uh, your, or how, how did you start on your spiritual path? Um, that's, that's good. Um, you know, I think just coming into the world was the, <laughs> yes, as much as, as much as, um, you know, I was just really blessed to be born into, um, into Southern California, where I was able to be in nature a lot. And mm. to me, that's the, you know, even as a child, you're not thinking in terms of spirituality, but you're experiencing the, the awe and wonder and the power of, you know, hiking in canyons or, you know, the, the ocean and allow, you know, being able to, I grew up surfing, I grew up hiking um, and, uh, and just appreciating um, nature, which is the, the awesome gift, like, you know, I'm so grateful I wasn't born into an apartment in Manhattan or Brooklyn or something like that, you know, four walls, because that really confines your experience. But I was Southern California, like there's maybe a few days a year where it's too cold to go outside or too wet or whatever. The rest of the time, have at it, kid, you know. Yeah. And so for me, that on an unconscious level tuned me into nature and spirituality through that i mean to me like fuck the church go go sit go sit by a waterfall you want you want to learn yeah. go sit by the ocean yeah. go go hike the mountain and look out and and watch the sunset you want to you want to experience the divine it's all right there and you want to you know you can what about yoga yoga happened um i mean California, right? Like I had a brother who was doing yoga, who had studied massage at Esalen. Um, it was around because it was California. But the deeper practice didn't happen actually until I had moved across the country. I left uh, California pretty early on. Um, I figured out it was a scam, and and got out of there in the in the um, in the early nineties. No, it's really difficult as an artist to be. Um, I, you know, I, just financially, it was like so crushingly burdensome, you know, unless you were doing a corporate gig. Um, mm -hmm. but if you were just a, a regular human who wanted to explore and be an artist, it wasn't really possible. It wasn't really viable. And so I, I went to New Orleans and I spent time there because I'm very passionate about music. And then I was in Arkansas. I had been dating a woman who was from Arkansas and I wound up in Arkansas. Um, and uh, I was kind of stuck in my life. And a, a guy I was working with, we were artists, we were doing murals and that kind of stuff. And he said, he was really not terribly mature, but he, he came to me when they said, this friend of mine is teaching kundalini yoga man you know let's go do some kundalini right like he was very mocking of it because he, he just didn't you know and i was like okay sure but i actually had an experience it was a very brave woman um she was a student of ravi singhs um and uh her name is pam nixon actually shout out to pam 
And uh, she was very brave. She was living in Little Rock, Arkansas at the time, and she was teaching Kundalini Yoga in the heart of the heart of the bloody Bible Belt. Mm. She was teaching Kundalini Yoga. <laughs> it wasn't L.A. It wasn't New York. It was Little Rock, Arkansas in late 90s, maybe 97, 98, something like that. And, uh, and uh, I was like, okay, there's something here. And so, and, you know, back then I, I was the kid at the back of the class and Sat Kriya came up and I was like, oh, this is hard. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, show me the modification, please. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, so wow. anyway, okay. um, that, so that was my first taste. And, um, and, uh, and she brought um, a guy from Phoenix through, was like a chiropractor from Phoenix who did Satnam Rasayan, who I had a session with, I had a Satnam Rasayan session with, and he, he gave me three things. He did the healing warrant and he, this was the prescription. He gave me patience pays. He gave me Gobinde Mukunde, And he said, learn Aikido. Hmm. He got, you know, Part of the teaching, learn, learn a martial art, learn how to, you know, mm -hmm. manage yourself, defend yourself. Um, and so I did, I did, I, I, I did those things. And, and soon within a few years, I was, I had shifted the energy in my life and I transformed it. And I moved out of Arkansas and left, um, you know, what had been closed in on me just opened, but it, the practice um, was a really a big part of it. The Aikido was a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Getting to get a taste of the mantra and expanding consciousness was shifted the energy and my life changed. And I ended up from there moving to Connecticut and mm. I went to Connecticut for grad school. But when I got out of grad school, again, I was in one of those situations where I was like, oh, this is is tough, right? Like I'm, and, and a woman I was dating at the time said, Oh, there's this yoga teacher, we got to go check her out. She's, you know, everyone talks really highly of her. And it was Ann Novak, um, who you may or may not be familiar with. Um, and uh, she was teaching in Connecticut, and she was great. And it was like, now I was ready to like sink my teeth. Mm. Into it. And she was another student of Ravi Singh's actually kind mm. of um, yeah well yeah i know her from youtube and actually ravi singh was how i started my kundalini journey with okay. their videos you know raviana videos this is that's all right. i did that's even right. though i live in new york i was just doing videos well that's then, where ravi taught and they were living up in in like woodstock or or they were i thought they were upstate but i, I know he was really present teaching in New York, and he was part of the community in New York. For yeah, yeah. But I think by the time I was, I think he was out of here. So then my teacher was Hari Kaur. Okay. And she was my teacher as well. Yeah. I trained with her in Millis. Oh, okay. Yeah. So wow. after I studied with, with, um, with uh, Anne for a while, then I, I, I guess I started going to solstice um, mm -hmm. and, you know, having the, the white tantric on the mountain experience and all that. And I thought, okay, well, now it's time. It was like fast forward 1997. 
I'm sorry, 2007. And it was like time to choose a teacher training. Mm -hmm. And um, the Millis option, I was like, Gurmuk in New York, Golden Bridge, or the Millis thing. New York was just hard to navigate just because it was so, um, you know, it was expensive and it was, it was, Millis was just a better option for me logistically um, mm -hmm. at the time because, you know, again, I'm an artist. I was working in Connecticut and um, after grad school, I was working for the grad program. So I stayed in Connecticut. So Millis was good and it was good, but it was Hari Carr. It was oh, Hari okay. Carr. Oh, okay. So we have the same teacher. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I really keep thinking about. Um, you know, this knowledge of Golden Link and truly how the the teachings are passed from teacher, you know, one teacher to another. And maybe there are some really great ones that carry it and then they pass it on to many others. I mean, obviously, um, you know, like the, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful lineage, I, I believe that, you know, the golden chain and, and I think it, you know, it, it's all wisdom, uh, all consciousness, all art, creativity, you know, it's, that's all divine, right? That's all divine energy. And, and God bless the teachers, God bless the creators, the, the consciousness, because it does, that is, you know, as an artist, I'm, you know, all artists, they say, steal from each other. Um, but it, it belongs to everybody. There is no stealing. And they say, well, there's no original idea under the sun. Well, yes, but in an infinite universe, there has to be, right? Because that's what we're doing. We're expanding consciousness through being here, through humans being here, having human lives, internet, you know, connecting with other humans, um, you know, that mm -hmm. is the, that is the divine in action. That is the divine working through each of us to expand itself. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah. uh, and the, the yoga lineage, the Kundalini yoga is just a beautiful part of that. It's a beautiful spoke in the wheel. Um, mm -hmm. And uh you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a uh, yeah. I often think about it, and it's like, oh, nothing original has been done. But it's no, it is original because I am here. I am experiencing it right now. The times are way different, maybe than they were hundred years ago, and or thousand years ago. And I am experiencing, it and it's worth to express. You know, um, I'm not copying anyone. I'm just doing it because it is worth to express so as an artist yeah you understand it i mean and i think you know that's um one of the most interesting parts of the kundalini yoga experience is this um <laughs> it's the sort of paradox of the the community uh the culture of kundalini yoga in the west um, right, the American scene. Um, you know, there is this, you know, Satnam, truth is my identity, right? And it's up to each of us to understand what, 
what is my Satnam? What is true to me? Because what's true to me is going to be different than what's true to you or what's true. There, obviously, there's universal truth and universal laws in uh, the way that, you know, we're all subject to gravity while we're here, right? That kind of thing. Or, you know, karma or law of attraction or whatever you want to call it. These are just kind of like the way the universe works. But within that, we need to... Um, figure it out for ourselves and that's a purely individual thing and we can figure it out as a group and stuff but you know within the greater um kundalini community there's always this sort of sense of need to conform right the well everybody wears white and everybody you know and we all do this like hey we're supposed to do this and this and this so it's a very rule based for you know yes. so coming in from the outside as a creative like part of me really bristled at the uh the monolithic nature of the broader um kundalini culture yeah. Um, oh yeah yeah well let's uh, let's discuss that because that's very interesting idea and yes me too i bristled the whole time not because of the, just uh, wearing white or turban but everything even like every single practice you know i had to find my own way of accepting it or why am i doing it you know because i would just not accept because someone said it that was not right. my i had to you know go through my own process and um yeah so now as that pressure kind of eased out and that strictness eased out right what do we do now is um you know where do we, was was it important wasn't it not important what do you think well i think you know ultimately it only ever was was as real or as valuable as we made it for ourselves, right? It's a very personal experience of what is your sadhana? What is your, can I, I love the community. I, I just have to say, I love the community. Um, there were things that I could take and things that I could leave. And, but I was always able to find people and things within the broader community that I loved. In fact, um, you know, my favorite thing was the culture around Satnam Festival. I, I really thought that was very special. And, and to me, that it, I'm a little, um, you know, I really hope that comes back. Let me put mm -hmm, it that mm -hmm. way. I hope that comes back because what th that community was really special and it was really just kind of heartbreaking to see it go away like it did. Mm. Um, the 3HO thing was always just, you know, heavy handed. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the only way. And, and frankly, um, you know, they, they I, I don't think they've handled themselves very well um, given the circumstances uh i i think that uh that there was really some poor 
choices made on their behalf on their um uh, they keep i just think they keep shooting themselves in the foot and in particular um when they you know came out and and were mandating vaccination to attend their outdoor festival last year i don't did you catch that no no I screenshotted it. Let me put it this way. I screenshotted it because it was so egregious. Um, they, they, and they, they, they literally, they were like, okay, these are going to be the rules. Everyone mm -hmm. needs to be vaxxed and boosted to go up on this giant mountain in New Mexico. And, uh, oh, the feedback they got they put out some survey afterwards and they pretty much immediately took down the survey and they just said, you know what, never mind. We're just going to do this digital online. Oh, um, oh so know. that's what happened. You see, I wasn't even following. So they did wanted to do it in person there. Yeah. But, but whatever faction within 3HO, which is putting this on, thought that was a good idea thought that telling um people who are yogis like if you're a real yogi you really thought long and hard about the whole you know am i gonna give over my immune system to pharma like if no matter what the government's telling me no matter what the the news is telling me if I'm a yogi, this is all I got, right? This is my jam, my consciousness, my awareness, my physical form, my vibrant, like I'm in tune with all yeah. these aspects of everything that I, you know, I yeah. don't use fluoride in my toothpaste. I don't, <laughs> I drink bottled water. I, you know, I drink celery juice in the morning. I, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, and I, then I, I'm going then, to inject something, yes. Yeah, and then you're not going to tell me what the ingredients are? And I'm supposed to just go along with this because, yeah. like, there was really, and, and then and then you're just like, okay, whatever this is, I want no part of it. And, and you just kind of like, oh, okay, I can't even, oh, and I can't even express my opinion about it? Okay. But then for 3HO to jump on board and tell the co community of Kundalini yogis that this is required to attend, that was so, they stepped in it bad, man. Like, I, I, I mean, their, their legitimacy was mm -hmm. to begin with, but they just kind of, especially after the whole Yogi Bhajan thing, you know, like they were like already on edge and and then it's like okay yeah i mean and like i i don't i never i never met yogi bhajan in person whatever happened there happened a long time ago and i understand that families and internal uh conversations definitely needed to happen but that really you know, you talk, you can't talk about the future of Kundalini Yoga without talking about that. That was like the whole, okay, the torpedo hit the ship. But 
you know, I guess it needed to happen because ultimately there was some there there and mm -hmm. people needed to talk about it and work it out amongst themselves. So people who were involved and connected and stuff. But I, I hated on one level, I was like, yeah, okay, that's going to happen. That's got to happen. It had to happen. You got to like, you got to lance the boil as it were. Right. Because, but they, you know, they had already built their whole brand on as taught by Yogi Bhajan. Siri Singh Sab says, Siri Singh Sab says, Siri Singh Sab says was like, uh, yeah, it was uh, like a religion. Yeah, exactly. It yeah, was, yeah, it was super culty. And there was never in, again, that was like a trump card. They could just say, Siri Singh Sab said, Siri Singh Sab said, and everybody was parroting Siri Singh Sab said, Siri Singh Sab said, Siri Singh, there's your sock puppet, Siri Singh Sab said, Siri Singh Sab said. And it was like, okay, all right. Give him rest. Give serious things up. Give right. let serious things up. You know, but but that was their brand. They built the whole thing on that. And when it was revealed that he was human, shocked. There's gambling going on in this casino. An Indian yogi came over to America and slept with his students. Someone call CNN because this has never <laughs> ever happened before in the history of humanity. <laughs> of course it has. Of course it had and it did. And everybody knew on some level, like, come on, like all the old timers didn't know. Everybody knew they were around in the beginning. In the beginning, it was just a bunch of hippies. And he yes. was just doing his thing. And it was like, it was probably a lot more like Osho in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Then it yeah. consolidated around the religion and then the mm -hmm. you know and i don't know enough about the details but to me that's kind of how i saw see it is that the religion kind of like whatever went down there was stuff that went down people were bought and paid off and stories were suppressed and kept quiet and then this sort of dogmatic thing kind of took over and crept in within that was still the teachings the yoga which is the yeah, yeah and i think because i i read a little bit of these accounts and i feel like what the i think what yogi bhajan maybe made a little mistake not mistake but a wrong step is that he claimed himself to be the leader of the sikh dharma and in the west right and uh i and then because he said that he had to kind of listen to uh the sikhs in india and he um he kind of got into their power a little bit right because he wanted to be acknowledged on some level so that way kind that brought that strict structure and that strict um uh, you know wearing white wearing turban wearing you know behaving without any fault and you know not having any yeah but it was artificial right it was all very yeah yeah, yeah i think if you, if you would just leave it without that religious part 
maybe it would be okay. But but so I think there was money and politics involved because it doesn't make any sense otherwise. I think that the, that the Sikhs wanted a foothold in the West. Yogi Bhajan was Sikh, mm-hmm. and I, I think this was business. I think that like having a religious um, mm. uh, um, tent yeah. umbrella yeah. thing that was the word allowed them probably tax exemptions probably allowed them political cover because they were now religious not some fringe kundalini yoga cult they mm. were officially a religion and then there may have been i've heard that there may have been money that flowed um, from the Sikhs to help him keep infidelities quiet, that kind of thing. So Mm. people, there may have been funding that became available through these arrangements that allowed them to just keep operating the way they wanted to and keep anything resembling scandals suppressed, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Again, this is speculative on my yeah. part, but from what I am aware of and, and seeing, that kind of makes a little bit of sense because the thing you're saying makes, it doesn't make sense. Why would he do this where he's bringing in this and then there's, it didn't, so there were really these two parts and it was up to each of us as individual practitioners yeah. to figure out what we really wanted. And you could really see that now. Uh, the people who were in it for the yoga, they're still practicing the yoga. The people who were just there to be part of the scene, they're the ones who are tripping balls and freaking out and having these meltdowns, etc. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, this is someone who said that um, long ago, like uh, maybe two, three years ago, and she said, yeah, there's going to come a separation of those that are genuine and those that are not. And yeah, and I think, and you know what? And you don't need clothes. You don't need turbans to show that you're genuine, right? Well, exactly. If you're in it for the right reasons, if you're in it for the practice, then your light will shine through. And that's that's its own reward. I don't need a title or an accolade or, a you know, position of whatever in you know yeah again it's just but that's the lifting of the veil that's like okay well now we see where everybody stands on all this and um yeah Yeah, we are totally so blessed to live in this time even though it's so hard uh but we are truly blessed this is like amazing that we can even have this conversation right yeah a hundred percent. Very, very, very cool. So when you ask about, you know, where it's going, I think the, the, you know, back to Ravi, I I think his evolving Kundalini group online, um, I, I haven't spent a lot of time in there. Like I'm, I'm, I, I, me, I'm a full-time job. My life is a full-time job. I haven't really, I don't have time to see really what other people are doing so much, but from what I have seen, you know, that evolving Kundalini group that he's got, I does represent probably the strongest 
um, direction forward that I'm seeing in in the Kundalini world. Oh, where is that? Is it on Facebook? You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evolving oh. Kundalini. Um, Evolving Kundalini. Oh. Yeah, you definitely want to check that out. Um, and you know, I, I want to say something else. I I want to be fair yeah. um, here. You know, 3HO wasn't the only yoga organization to step in it as far as um, I was concerned with the Vax. I think, um, uh, what you call it, uh, God, what's the other credential? Uh, God, I was just, it just had their, um, oh, they, they were a little off with it too. There were other organizations that, I mean, a lot of people just were scared and they just didn't know what and, and really the whole time and energy of cancel culture um, was very pervasive. So maybe even if they didn't fully agree, they were just afraid of not towing the line, um, you know, and, and there's politics involved, like New Mexico politics um, for, for three is like they're people know who they are there right they're like so you know mm -hmm. they, yeah. there's that that sensation and that need of oh we have to do that um yoga like yoga alliance i think yoga oh, alliance okay. took a similar stand on some level um that seemed off to me um mm -hmm. but the evolving kundalini group was like very specifically um not you know do what you want like they they were like you want to do it do it you don't want to do it don't do it but like and that that's always been my like i don't care you want to go do what you do what you do but you know don't come telling me what i gotta do like that's not how this works right mm -hmm. or you can tell me what I got to do, but I'm just going to laugh at you and I'm going to make another plan, you know, like that's overreach, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so what do you think, where is it going? Like what, um, let's be a little bit more specific, like. So I'm going to take it to the song because that's, that's how I relate and understand that. Um, when I wrote Time Is Now, that like, you know, time is now, now's the time. Time is now. Now's the time. Love is yours. Love is mine. Are the ones we've been waiting for right like these are all lyrics in the song we are the ones we've been waiting for all this time because they were things that resonated with me and that rang true and it's like yeah we're the ones we've been waiting for like i'm not waiting on anybody else to do anything i'm here now this is but like the okay the community 
is in disarray, right? Okay, so I haven't seen or heard anything from Satnam Festival. Nothing, zero, nothing. Right, uh, it's surprising, yeah. but it, it hasn't been happening. There's rumblings in, in New Mexico um, that some event's gonna happen. I saw like white tantric um mm-hmm. about, but like again they were doing this thing in phoenix like a year ago where they were like you got to wear a mask like i'm not doing my tantric in a mask and i'm not supporting anyone that says we got to do it in a mask we you know the 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 mm-hmm. studies the science like the masks don't do anything like yeah. sorry if you're wearing a freaking cloth mask and you think that it's affording you some kind of it isn't Right. If you want to do it, go for it. I'm just not going to be involved in that. That's yeah. just, you know, like we vote with our attention, with our consciousness, with our uh, our energy. Yeah. So what am I giving energy to? Um, right now, I'm just kind of um, consolidating and uh, and giving energy to what I can control, which is my music. Um, you know, I'm an independent artist. I'm, this is my, I'm my own label, right? I don't have a a PR team working for me, you know, like it's, it's just me. And, and the music business is kind of in that kind of breakdown place too, where like, you know, once upon a time there were all this, and now there's not so much, right? We don't sell anymore. we yeah. stream on Spotify and we get like 0.0025 cents per stream or something, something crazy. Um, yeah. So, but so for yeah. me, I, I'm just focused on, on that. And I, I know that, you know, my eyes are open and I'm watching. I was involved in something called um, Sangha Fest, which is happening. I see Bhakti Fest is coming back. Um, and, mm. you know, I see people are doing things like some retreats and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So the world's opening back up. The United States, I can say this, still requires a vaccination to come into the country. Oh, wow. It's just insane in the membrane. It's like even Canada gave that up. But the United States is still requiring a vaccine to come in. Um, which is insane. Um, but no, like, I'm just like, I don't know what's coming next, but I'm just sort of taking care of business and getting prepared. Cause I was flat footed when, uh, everything went down. I mean, yes and no flat footed, very mobile, but you know, it did not cross my mind that I would ever see what we ended up seeing. Um, yeah yeah that really wasn't in my peripheral it wasn't even in my peripheral vision it it was no one's no one i think expected that um but yeah so this is that's why i wanted to reach out to you because you have this amazing song out and it's a lot of fun (laughs) yeah and i love listening to it um it's very upbeat and the time is now, yes, you can just chant along and wake up and be present, always be present. Now, now, There's now. No other, 
Yeah, because, and then, I, and I like how you said that um, just keeping our eyes open and not pushing or pulling in any direction. Let's see where it's all going to take us and where the energy wants to go. Uh, but yeah, I think even having conversations like that, it's very uh, fruitful, hopefully. And, um, well, again, that to me, like the loss of the ability to come together and talk with each other was, yeah. was, it was really the worst part of it. The, the, you know, when you tell humans, humans are social animals, we're supposed to gather. And the Kundalini community was so great because not only did we come together and gather, but we come together around our love for a practice that feeds us and that helps us grow in consciousness on our spirit, our individual spiritual paths. And we all come together when we come together and we practice together. It's that much more powerful. We go that much deeper. And frankly, that's the thing like, yeah, I've got my own practice, but I want to practice with, you know, 500 people in a tent, right? Like, I, I know the power of that I want to chant with 2000 people on a mountain. I want to do that. And, yes. and that's yes, where yes. the, yeah, that's the mojo. That's the yes. juice. Yeah, because otherwise you feel, I mean, yeah, I also feel the power when I'm practicing, but then when you actually get to meet with someone and talk about it, or even maybe not talk about it, but see them with you, that they're also going through the similar experience than you, it makes you feel more, uh, I would say, like, uh, verified in your uh, consciousness, or what, I don't know, the other word, kind of like grounded more maybe in your ideas yeah but so yeah let's talk about the practice what's keeping you afloat these days um i'm i've been working with bound lotus for forever um for a very long time and uh that's kind of uh you know just just keeping me keeping me going that um I do uh, our meditation with the internet. Okay, so can you please explain Bound Lotus a little bit for those who don't know? Okay. What is it so, good for? How does it look? Because, okay, uh, mm, lots of people think that yoga is for just wellness and relaxation and feeling good, but Bound Lotus is one of the most intense kriyas we have. Uh, I talked to Sat, uh, Satkirin also like a month ago. And she she practices Sahi Parnam Kriya, which is one of the also one of the most intense kriyas you can imagine. We could not lead a yogi, we just go for it. Which one? Know. Tell me about that one. I, ah, yeah, so that one is like you are in a um, triangle pose and doing push-ups in the triangle pose. Okay. Downward dog right. for 15 minutes to Jab Sahib. All right. God bless her. <laughs> well, if that don't keep you young, nothing will, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And then you do like a tree pose for another 15 minutes. So, yeah. It, again, it is really, when you say it's for yoga, it's for wellness, it, it is. It's, it's how each of us individually connects to source. And whether you're just sitting there doing a spinal flex and, and breathing, 
whether you're just sitting and breathing and not moving at all, or you're doing some, you know, complicated mantra or some intense physical practice, it, it doesn't matter. It's just like whatever connects you with you on that given day and that given moment and keeps you, um, you know, connected to your light so that you don't go running off into a ditch somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, Bound Lotus, tell us a little bit. More. Yeah, so, the, so basically um, it's Lotus pose where you've got your your legs up on your um on your your hips here let me see i can show you some lotus here i'm just gonna whoop right mm -hmm. so lotus yeah. would look like that and that's you know that's just a challenging thing for most people in and of itself because um let's be real most people have been sitting in chairs for way too long and that messes up your hips. That's why we have this sort of epidemic. Everybody and their grandma has gotten a hip replacement, you know, mm -hmm. in the West, like a lot you see, you hear about uh, like during the pan, whatever, whatever the hell happened <laughs> during the last few years, I've heard of, I'm going to count this out one, two three four people i know off the top of my head right here right now had a hip replacement mm, yeah that's not even including my mom make it five mm. um yeah. yeah yeah so but again if you're sitting in like you know from victorian era sitting in a chair that's really hard on your body that is not how humans were made um, and so anyway, so you get yourself into Lotus, which means you have to have fairly open hips, which means you have to have a yoga practice. And like in the beginning, this was very difficult for me, like opening up the hips, like that time in early 2000, when I, I got out of graduate school in Connecticut, I really started working. And that was a beautiful thing about Anne and what made her such a great teacher was she was a, um, physical therapist, mm. right? Like her, you know, by training. And so she really understood and, and mm. was able to be very helpful in terms of using the yoga to open the body. And mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so you get your hips open, but then you literally take, you know, one arm and you wrap it and you like do this thing. You see that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, And then you're going to take the other arm and wrap it. And I'm not going to do it here now because it's a little more complicated than that. But literally, you 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 got these hands there. Let's see. Can I get this? I'm in a cramped space. But you see. You would, yeah, yeah. My fingers over there. So you grab the toes. And then you um, – and so then now you're bound up, right? Now you're wrapped in the shape of a pretzel or in the shape of infinity, if it were, because when you look at the shape of, right, that's like the figure eight, and then you do a figure eight with your arms behind your back, grabbing those toes, and then the best part is you, you then, from lotus, bound up like that, you bow your head, and then somehow you manage to um, relax into mm -hmm. that space, and, um, 
Yeah. I practiced that for a few, uh, probably I did 40 days. I wasn't able to get into the position fully, but oh my goodness, the how much subconscious garbage you clear from with this being bound up like that. Wow. Well, it's just, you know, I think it's just the act of opening to bow. Um, I mean, the act of bowing is like, so the symbology, this is what I love about it, right? Is that not only are you wrapping yourself in the shape of infinity, so you're reminding your yourself on a cellular physiological level, I am infinite. Again, I'm capable of like, I'm wrapping myself in this shape of double infinity with my arms and my legs. And then I am placing my head below my heart. So now we're elevating the heart above the head. And therein is like the huge wisdom because the world, the culture, the society values thinking. Everything's about thought and ideas. And it's not about feeling. And it's in our heart, right? It's our heart, how we truly feel and express our feelings. And that is the great wisdom is in the heart. And this is, um, I'm going to share this. Um, you know, it, it's not about what we do as humans that makes us worthy or how much we do. This is what we think. The more we do, the the more worthy we are. And that's absolutely wrong. But that is the the Protestant work ethic. Be a hard worker. The more you do, the more worthy you are and that's not it at all what it is is the better you feel the better something feels to you the more you allow the more you are resonant with the divine right because that's we why we have these emotional guidance system our emotions are the guidance system so often the culture, our, our families or whatever, tell us, oh, you got to put away the way you feel, stuck away that emotion, and now go do what you're supposed to do, right? Because mm -hmm. this is how we're, we're taught and raised up. I don't care if you hate that job, you need to make money. So go do this thing you hate every day to make your money. And being miserable is good. Your grandmother was miserable. Your mother was miserable. Now you get to be miserable too. <laughs> no, but that's how people think. How dare are you happy? <laughs> I have to work so hard and you are just happy. How you dare mean? you? How dare you be so happy? I'm miserable. You should be miserable too. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's a really bold um, stance to take in terms of of evolving consciousness um like no I, i'm i'm not gonna do the thing that makes me feel bad because you tell me i'm supposed to like no no i i understand yes i i need to make money sure to be in this world yes um but how i make it and how much i make is really going to be up to me and what feels right to me 
And if you disagree, you disagree, that's fine. But, you know, you're not the boss of me. I'm the boss of me and I'm going to make choices that are resonant with my um, my spirit. Yeah. Because that is my right as a sovereign human being um, to to guide myself, you know, as I move through the universe and you can agree or disagree, that's, that's all good, right? That's, that's, that's how this works. Um, so making choices that feel good, um, like really important. And, uh, and the practice for me helps me get into a neutral space where I can just, Right. The shizzle, the mental games. It's just like peeling back the layers of the onion until there's nothing there at all. And from that place of nothing is is supreme state of allowing. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what the meditation's for, where you can get past the could, the should, and the would and just be. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not humans doing, we're humans just being, allowing, because when we get into that state of allowing we've already so this is law of attraction stuff but we've already made clear to the universe what we want the universe responds in kind but we have to feel it as if it is in order for it to be right Mm -hmm. so we have to yeah it's like uh your external world mirrors your internal world that's right so it's a vibration the greatest part of us is non-physical our consciousness Mm -hmm. you know that what is harnam well is harnam this physical form no harnam is you know all my thoughts my feelings my experiences throughout many, 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 many lifetimes. And that's the extent of my consciousness. And and we're here now in these physical forms, experiencing space time to expand um, consciousness. Each of us is expanding consciousness our ex- through our experience. And when I say the chaos is great, like this is an amazing time to be alive because it's so fertile, it's so rich, but it's the contrast, right? Like everyone, like people don't understand that, you know, they're like getting all mad at Tucker Carlson or Rachel Maddow or whoever, whatever, they're just different sides of the same coin, right? Like it's yin and yang, light and dark loud and soft wet and hot you know like what you know fire and water earth and air like (laughs) contrast is everywhere that's the nature of space time is duality and it's when we get to a when we turn the corner in our own mind where we realize oh the reason i feel so bad right now it's because I was so joyous before. And like the absence, like there's this, the, the joy and sorrow, mm-hmm. love and hate, love and fear, right? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fear just constricts us. So ultimately when we have this experience and we realize, oh, 
it's beyond all that. And I can just allow, just come to this place of allowing where I allow the world to reflect back to me and I project out to it. And it's this dance in, in the consciousness and the awareness and the allowing and the unfolding and just the yeah. enjoyment of like, whoa, okay, this is real. Yes, 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 exactly. And, you know, it's it's truly a gift what happened because it allowed us this freedom. All of a sudden we saw, okay, we don't have to be so restricted by everything because it's so easy, you know, for schools to close, for, um, for even summer solstice to finish for all of that you know everything can be taken down so let's just have the freedom and let's explore what is possible and it's um yeah this is what i see as like wow i know we had censorship before and but now it's like i i can just do whatever i want a hundred percent. I can even choose life I want, you know, I don't have to participate in this system. Exactly. No, it's, um, it's a very fertile moment where we really have the opportunity to try new things and, and um, reinvent ourselves in this time. Um, and like, who am I to say what works for you or what, do, you know, what works for me, what works for you? Like, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, who yeah. am I to say, like, what's next? Okay. Well, let's, let's see, you know, like everything's gonna, there's more shoes to drop. I promise you we're going to find <laughs> yes. out more things, you know, whether, yes. whether it's from the government or within the yoga community or, you know, wherever yeah. it is within our personal lives, like I'm, who knew, who knew, right? Like yeah. stuff is yeah. just, and it's like coming from random places. Like all of a sudden I'm finding out things. I had no idea this was going to, oh, okay. This is what happened. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, surprise. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, with the heart, with bound lotus, putting the heart first, it's like as long as uh, my heart is beating strong, as long as my vibration is strong, I'll, you know, whatever comes, I'll handle it, however it comes, I guess, right? Uh, there are no guarantees. Like they're, they're never, you know, that's just a, another illusion that some way, that somehow, some way, anyone knows what's going to happen next or how it's going to go down or, or, you know, but when we're in a fearful state, we close down possibilities and opportunities because we're not letting the energy flow, Mm -hmm. right? When we're afraid, but when we are open and allowing, then all things are possible. So Mm -hmm. it's either like, it's either all a miracle or none of it is. And if you're in the none of it is camp, then you're just that's a fear based thing because you're just afraid of things that you don't understand and you can't control. Right. But if you're in it's all America, 
let it go. Whatever it is, it's a blessing, right? It's all a miracle. It's all divine. It's all infinity in action, creativity and consciousness. And that's just the, the gift. Um, I, I wanted to finish up about the Bound Lotus. Do you listen to something when you do that or you just breathe? So, um, yeah, that's evolved over time into, you know, like in the beginning, um, it was uh, Mahan Kiran wrote the book, uh, Bound Lotus. Uh, she wrote a book on Bound Lotus and she recommended the Raymond Shabbat. And there was a beautiful recitation recording um, by mm-hmm. Sanatam Kar. I don't know if you yeah. ever heard of it. Yes, it was, it's yes. a straight up recitation. I don't think it's available online. I don't think it's streaming. I think it was like unique to the book. Um, mm. I don't think you can find it. Like she has a, a song version of it that was on Grace. Back yeah, in- yeah. But it's yeah, a specific yeah, yeah. recitation version that um, that I enjoyed and learned the Shabbat from that. And I listened to that, you know, in, mm-hmm. the, in while I was in it. And then um, but that was her recommendation. Um, and I've explored and experimented with other things that now um, I listen to, you know, really whatever I'm just resonant with at the moment. Like um, I've been listening to uh, So Perk, uh, Naringen. I like that recitation from her. And then sometimes I listen to my own track. I have the Heal Me. Um, uh, it's, it's very uh, ambient, um, layered uh, track, um, part of the one of my recent uh, singles that I released. I'll listen to that. Um, but it just sort of depends on what kind of environment, how much additional noise or how minimal I want to be. Um, but it could be, you know, if I was out in nature, maybe I wouldn't listen to anything. If I'm in a, mm-hmm. in a place where maybe there's some traffic or something or a house where there's a TV or something in the other room or whatever, then maybe I want more mm-hmm. sonic yeah and that also brings me um you know you have you have recorded a lot of music and mantra i wonder if you have a specific meditation for one of your tracks that you would like to recommend you try as meditation oh god so you know a couple of the albums i did were specific meditation albums and they have um three tracks each. So there was the Awakening Your Creative Fire CD, and there are three tracks on there with specific meditations included, like there was a booklet. Mm -hmm. And then there was also the Removing Obstacle CD, Mm -hmm. um, which had the same thing, three tracks and three meditations. Um, One of the, like recently somebody, you know, just gave me a shout out and thanked me for the odd such meditation mm. on the removing obstacles. Oh. Um, odd such, do God such, hey, be such, mm. not a go see, be such. This mantra is coming up a lot lately. Yeah, it's good. It's been working for people. Yeah. I, I like that. And I think this was a, I mean, I've had people tell me it worked when they were stuck in traffic and I've used it um that way but you know that's like um god what was the 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 saying about it is this mantra is a lever um you know if something stuck 
stuck and it absolutely won't move this is the this is the one to get it unstuck mm-hmm. this is the mm-hmm. mantra, uh, to get it unstuck and um mm-hmm. okay you know, okay i'll look into that i, I mean uh, that one um you know the i really love the the new recording of wayanti i don't know if you've heard that um mm. it's a i think we did really beautiful work on that mm. that track i it's got um i don't know if you know who steve gorn is mm. he's a bansari flute master so mm. he did some really beautiful work on that he did he worked with paul simon back in the day there was an album i knew he had played on with paul simon you know maybe mm-hmm. 15 20 years ago or whatever it was now um and i was just really lucky to get him mm-hmm. on that track so mm-hmm. i i really enjoy that just it's, it's a nice wayanti um mm-hmm. okay um, yeah look into it yeah i'm thinking about all the things um there's so much uh, that, God, I don't even know how to say this, that like for everything that's recorded, it's almost like there's 10 times as much that's waiting to be recorded. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, and for yeah, very- Yeah, share with us, maybe that's gonna, uh, you know, inspire you to get it done quicker. <laughs> well- What is waiting? Oh, God, there's so much, there's so much. Um, like I personally, um well how to say like the last few years is just um was really good for the creativity side of things but not really good for the commerce side of things it's like all my gigs got canceled right mm-hmm. like festivals went away the the mm-hmm. yoga studios closed like on a mass scale um you know so it was like okay well i guess we're not doing that this week um let's 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 go record a demo you know Mm -hmm. so there's like this backlog of um of uh of music but now that we've released the time is now there's going to be um successive things that follow this track literally could have been released back in um like initially I was thinking this was going to come out in like 2019 and uh, it didn't. And there was like canary in the coal mine um, of the trouble that was going to come. Like there suddenly this project got derailed um, Mm -hmm. and I didn't really understand what or why I'm like, what has happened? Like, but suddenly the project started to go off the rails, um, you know, Mm -hmm partnering with with people and it, it it went sideways yeah and then it literally like i had to go through this whole meandering journey to get it back in here and then and then you know 2020 happened and then it was like okay now we're just in never never land right like it's taken like from 2020 back to 2023 now it's like okay now we're getting a clearer picture of things and things are starting to come back. So time is now released it, okay. um, which is, and wait for it. There's going to be a lyric video 
And then there's going to be, which will be fun. It features a lot of um, really cool drone footage we took in Mexico. Um, and then there's going to be the, the official video. So mm, okay, okay. The, official vi- the official video is great. I partnered with um, a friend of mine, um, a filmmaker in Mexico. And again, this was all filmed back in 2019. Um, so but but then the the things went sideways and then the world went side it was like that was the kind of i look back now and i'm like why did this project go off the rails and i'm like oh it was a symptom and a sign of this unraveling Mm -hmm. that was to follow Mm -hmm. right like it was 2019 everything was hunky-dory it was normal but then something came undone mm-hmm. um with with the 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 project right it just it's like this is weird what's going on let me try to and the more i tried to the i i couldn't influence it I wow. didn't it was as if like it was waiting for its right time yeah i i, I you know i can't is now I, maybe I, the time wasn't back then but the time is now Clearly, clearly, uh, it was beyond my control. It came through okay. Claire's bell um, at the end of uh, 2018. Um, I was house sitting for my um, I was house sitting for my brother up in Seattle, um, and the song came through. It was there, and mm. uh, I wasn't planning on recording it, but it was so present that when I went to work with the producer, I was like, "Look, check this out," and he was like yeah let's record this and so then it was there but then things went sideways um and it wasn't like literally i had to go through this incredible meandering route to mm. get back to here to be able to release it wow, and, wow. Um, yeah okay okay we're, yeah we're excited that it's here looking forward <laughs> to the video um let's see so are you teaching anywhere now or um you know at the moment i've just needed to um focus on uh releasing the music because like i said i'm an independent artist and it's a full-time job to be your own record label and to advocate Mm. for yourself and there's an enormous number of um things that that happen behind the scene you think oh yeah the, this record just came out but like i'm telling you now we i i wrote the thing oh, at the end of 2018 we recorded it in the beginning of 2019 and what is it 2023 wow. so yeah, yeah. the the yeah. stuff that goes on behind the scenes is is a lot more than you think um and I, there are more songs they will that you will add um yeah after this there's gonna be um uh a duet uh with my partner debbie debbie starlight and we're going to um release a live duet in studio live duet um Mm. love is love i don't know if you're familiar you should spin that one too that's um Mm. that's that's uh okay that's a good one. Love is love, but we're going to do a live, we're going to release a live duet version of that. Mm. Um, again, you know, inspiration from, uh, the teachings of Kundalini yoga, love is love, 
right? Mm -hmm. And then obviously it's got greater context in terms of the culture and the society. But um, from a yogic point of view, um, you know, love is complete unto itself, right? Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't need to be anything. It just is. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's, for me, that was a potent place to write a song. Mm -hmm. And that and they're not God how to say that you know it might be a five minute song, but it might take five years yeah to, from from the from the feeling, the inspiration, the seed of it to grow musically, melodically, lyrically. Mm -hmm. into something that you actually record, produce, and release. Do you understand what I'm saying yeah. there? Like the seed yeah. is just a thought. It's just an emotion. And there's another meditation for you. It's on the creativity, um, the Awakening Your Creative Fire CD. Had Hare Hari Wahe Guru. That one. Uh, again, that goes right to what I just said. The the seed, it grows, it develops, and then it blossoms and it's released. And and for every one and everything, it can be a short. It can be very short, or it can take a long time. And the deeper you go, um, the more layers there are to the creation. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty yeah. of the creation, you know, like when you think about Japchi and Gurunanik, worlds upon worlds, layers upon layers, you know, that's what he's waxing poetic about for 20 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. You know, he's like one creator, one creation, let me tell you about it. And <laughs> yes, like, yes, yes. Right, you know, 20, how many Pori's later, like 30 Pori's <laughs> later, later, um, that, you 40, know, yeah. and still, then another like 2000 pages of uh city guru grand that's uh, right that it's just expansion. Playing in on it yeah it's kind of like <laughs> um uh media today right like uh you know one thing happens and then everybody's got to like put their take on the thing so like there's like one event and then so-and-so says something and so-and-so says something and then so-and-so says something about what so-and-so said and so-and-so <laughs> yeah 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 but you know what i think it's it's still interesting right like it even though even though sometimes i can hear i heard this topic talk about a million times but i want to know what how this person is talking about 100 <laughs> like hundred percent layers upon layers worlds upon worlds um yeah. and this ties back into something that's really important we need to be the reason we need to be connected to source is because we need to be conscious of how we are um, running our energy in the world what we are giving our energy to is what we are co-creating and this is huge, like for anybody, anywhere, I don't care how advanced you are, you can do all the poses and whatever, stand upside down, headstand, one hand, whatever. But if you're not conscious about where, how, where and how you're running your energy and what you're co-creating, what you're um, 
consciousness is created because we're all creating every day, every moment we are creating our experience over and over. And if we're giving our energy to something that is not serving our highest and best, then we're not, you know, that's, and, and if we're giving a lot of energy to that, the more energy we give, the more momentum we create. And it can, it can be, that's a huge pitfall. And I, I really, I look at the um, community at large and um, I would just say, as, you know, as big as all the Yogi Bhajan revelations were, I think, I don't think people are conscious and aware of how much energy they've given to the shit show that it's become. What, what I'm saying is all the, it's like you're missing the, okay, this happened, but all the Sturm and Durham and the, 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 I, I don't know, the, just the big, it's just messy and you know like like uh, like spending too much time in the negative emotions that's right there's this sensation i I got it in the beginning too like straight away i was like oh god i don't want to read the accounts i'm sorry i like it happened i wasn't there this is one person's experience this was another person's experience like I get that it's important that they tell their story and that the community hears it and the community, but this whole, there's a sensation of wallowing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wallowing. And then they think that by talking about it, it's going to be somehow restituted or themselves. That's right. Uh, some, some, someone's going to be restituted, but it's like, no, nothing like that is going no, to happen. You're just giving energy to something that's not serving where you're going. It's keeping you yeah. where you've been. and not even where you've been, but where you were 20 years ago. Right. Because all the allegations are like 30, 40 years old or more at yeah. this point. So, yeah. so I just look at that and I'm like, um, Hey guys, you're missing, you're missing <laughs> the point. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like looking backwards and the, the train is about to go off the cliff and there's this whole, <laughs> like, this is this whole, like, um, you know, yeah, yeah. Totalitarian regime thing that's happening here. And, and yeah, and you're being distracted. Hello, why are you being distracted? Oh, well, yes. <laughs> um, but, but, but then there was also like, you know, people, pe- that's an energy, that's an energy space that people want to go like, I can't stop you like that. If you want to give that train momentum, that's on you. But yeah. you're asking me where Kundalini Yoga is going. It's not there. Like, that's where it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. And yeah. that, like, if you feel that you've got to wallow through all that and work it out that way. But no, 
but not yeah. not for me, not for yeah. what I see. Like you know, I I see, you know, I see us. Yoga is yoga. Life is life. Consciousness is expanding, and um, it, you know, like let's. You know, we've burst the bubbles burst, right? Like you want to keep the the thing going, and the you want to okay, fine, but that's not where the expand. That's not the cutting edge. That's not the cutting edge of consciousness and expansion and the practice. The yoga is a living, breathing thing. That's what always felt so um, awkward about the series. Things I've said. Well, Siri Singsop didn't say, therefore it isn't so. Well, not necessarily. If he were alive today, maybe he'd be saying exactly what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah, but, yeah. But if you're, yeah, yeah, and it's and it takes power away from us as the practitioner, which is the worst thing, because no one should take the power from you from your own experience and then take the the ability to make decision about your life. It should be yours, not. Sirius Singh Saab, who is dead for more than 20 years now, or no, 20 years. Um, so, yeah, um, and so that's why I feel very strong in practicing and um, still teaching. And people have experience, you know, everybody who comes has an experience. So there is something to it. It's not made up, as people oh. are saying, because oh. that's one of the <laughs> accusations, right? Right. Well, people say, well, that's just where we are. But the, the point, the really the important point is no one can take away your experience. No one has the power unless you give it to them. Right. The, the whole point of the practice is self-empowerment. Right. Self-awareness. It's the yoga of awareness. So you can't no one can take that power from you unless you give it to them yes right yes. And, and and that's where your emotions come in if you feel someone trying to you know call susplain or mansplain or dictate to you whatever you're supposed to do think or feel then you're like yeah no thank you mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. uh, change your tune if you want to come around here but thank you no Right. Like yeah. that's how, you know, like, yeah. how does it feel? How does, is there resonance? Like, I, I think, I think there was a real, that when I, you know, the organizations always had that heavy handed feel to them where they were like that phrase, call plain. <sighs> Right, that yeah. energy, like that, just like, no, no. Yeah, like, yeah. It so was, it's over, and that's a good thing. That's right. That's <laughs> absolutely, it was long overdue. It, it was over for a long time. It just finally, the, the boil got lanced, and now it's like, okay, everyone sees what's what. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the gift is that we still have the teachings, and you um, still have the meditations, and we can practice them and we can um, you know experience them and people are ready like they really want to learn because the computer age and that's we didn't touch on like the you know um the computer age that we live in the ai and all of that you know that's also trying to put us in some kind of box that we can't anyway i don't know if you want to but um 
Let's yeah, see. sure. I'll, I'll talk about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, all right. <laughs> sure. I, I, I mean, you know, the, the, the practice puts us in touch with the essence of what it is to be human. It puts us in touch with our humanity. Our divine inheritance is um, our consciousness, our awareness, our connection to source. And nothing can come between you and you unless you let it, right? Unless you give away your power and you say, oh, well, they tell me it's got to be this way. Oh, gosh, okay. You know, mm -hmm. I... I <laughs> if, if you want to go down that road, that road's available to you. But I promise you, you're not going to feel fulfilled or um, satisfied or ultimately happy giving away your power. You never will. That never works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The practice will. The, the problem with people in the practice is the practice is something you actually have to do. Mm -hmm. You actually have to step into your power and claim it and get up and do it even if you don't feel like it and and we talk about creating consciously you either create consciously through your consciousness and your experience and your thoughts or you create by default which is unconsciously you're just going through the motions and well he told me i'm supposed to right again yeah by default yeah. is giving away your power who knows what's going to happen you're creating by default so yeah. that creates the, the, the room and the space for someone to come in and create for you because you're giving away your power. But when yeah. you're in your, in your power, in your consciousness, in your practice, connected to source, you're, you're like invincible, right? You've got the power, you've got the control, you've got the choice. You can choose based on how it feels. Does this feel right? Am I in resonance with this? Or is it feel like I don't want to go down that road? That doesn't. I don't want to be part of that energy. And yeah, yeah, because that's exactly when the idea of maybe victimhood also comes from, is that you didn't know it was happening, right? Or somehow someone caught you unaware, and you were victim of someone. But it's uh, if you were present, if you were making decisions uh, with your conscious mind you would not get there you would take responsibility for your actions no matter what right I and mean, then people say and then people are like oh well we didn't know this is what's gonna happen we didn't know you could have if you were just present i was just following orders Zita, yes i was just following orders the worst me, sentence ever said me, right they told me that unvaccinated people were subhuman and therefore I felt it was okay to call them names and discriminate against them and and not have them in my business. Um, I was just following orders. The governor told me that it was okay. Stephen Colbert told me that they're not humans. They're, they're not worthy of respect or dignity. They don't deserve to have health care because they didn't do what we told them to do. Yeah, but then is Stephen Colbert going to come and apologize? No, he's not, or he's not going to take responsibility for anything. And the same thing is with the religious leaders. Same thing is with um, doctors, right? You, 
at the end of the day, we are all responsible for our bodies. No one else. <laughs> you got it. That's no one's going to go through this pain. Well, it's our experience. If you know, if I get nerve damage or um, you know, wound up with a swollen heart or whatever because I took some random injection that no one's telling me what's in, uh, that's on me. Like I chose to allow that if I did. And, you know, frankly, I know doctors. I've been around doc like my, I have a brother who's a doctor. You know what? He's human. Before he's a doctor, he's human. He, you know, when I was growing yeah, exactly. up, when I was growing, they make mistakes. Doctors, humans make mistakes and humans need to be responsible for, you know, themselves and each other. And I've, I've had doctors who couldn't figure things out that other people could, you know, $10,000 worth of medical procedures. They couldn't figure it out, but somebody else, somebody else could. They figured it out, you know? Yeah, yeah. But also, you know, we can also say like, yeah, like th there is, um, uh, the doctors do help in whatever way they have yes. ability to help. Yeah. Yes, of course. Modern medicine has its strong suits and it has its its weaknesses. And, but th this idea of giving your, giving your power over to a doctor just because they are a doctor unquestioning well the doctor said i should get this mm -hmm. well is the doctor gonna be there on the other side if something goes wrong yeah. is he gonna like pay for any like because i know pharmaceutical company yeah. is going to <laughs> so i mean caveat emptor right buyer beware mm -hmm. um but that's true of everything in our lives like you know, we can get fooled. I get fooled. I fell for all kinds of things, right, in my life. Um, but I learned from it. That's why I look at the, that's That was how I knew to be skeptical. It was like I lived through 9-11 and the Iraq War. And I was stunned when I saw how the Iraq War came about and the way the media just fell into, I don't know, me you too. Were very young to me. I don't know if you were no. if you were alive or paying attention. <laughs> no, this is Zoom screen. Um, no, I was here. I was in my twenties, and I saw it too. You know, two thousand three, and all of a sudden we are going to spread democracy in Iraq. Like what? That is insane. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was. Uh, it was bullshit. Everybody knew it. <laughs> And, 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 and I was not even into politics then, you know, this was just kind of from, you know, what I heard around, I wasn't even paying attention and I knew this was wrong. But everybody in the media lined up behind it and anybody that was against it got deplatformed. I think Phil Donahue lost his television show. I oh, think, wow. you know, the more anybody that was for it got got a rain it's now like for example like um this is the most amazing thing to me about 
about what we're seeing now. These are the same people that brought you the Iraq war, brought you the pandemic response. The exact same people. So Nicole Wallace, she's in, she was Bush's propagandist. Mm. During the Iraq war, she's now, you know, on MSNBC telling everybody do this, 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 because wait, mm, mm. you were, you were a propagandist for the government and now you're a media pundit or, or news person or newscaster or whatever. And there's a revolving door for these people. Like they, you know, and mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. What, wait, these are all like people from the CIA. Like the, these are the people who do terrible things around the world in the name of democracy, right? Like, okay, we're just gonna have a little coup over here in Nicaragua this weekend. Uh, nothing to see here. Oh, yeah, yeah we're, well, we were selling guns and trading it for cocaine, which we're just importing to Los Angeles when I was growing up in the 80s and the bottom fell out of the cocaine price and nobody knew why. Mm. Oh, CIA got in the business and they wanted to make sure there was plenty available for everyone. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's what, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move away from the politics. Oh, well, everybody knows about that. YouTube doesn't. Yeah. Mind. You, YouTube, you don't mind. Yeah. If you by the know, way, you by the way, it. just for YouTube, I, I just want to clarify the vaccine is safe and effective so for youtube any conversation about that safe and effective everybody just just so you know yes 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 exactly exactly absolutely um so oh yeah any books that you would like to recommend and then we can you know something that you know that still stay in your mind when you know throughout your life that inspired you that i don't know if you read if you like to read. <laughs> I, do, I do know how to read um <laughs> uh god that's you know but um interesting interesting question um I, I'm more a consumer of media these days. Like I'm more, uh, you know, and yeah. I, I do read, I, I am writing a book. Yeah. Um, I am writing a book on uh, creativity um, oh. that I've been working on for years and years. And uh, during the last um, like six months or so, I, I, I had a moment where I was like, okay, I need to, do this. So I'm getting ready to release a book on creativity. Um, things that have influenced me, though. Oh, God. Well, well while you think, I, I want to say that, um, you know, it's uh, you don't really need to read books in order to understand life. That's the beautiful thing because uh, for years I, I actually was very off-put by books and especially by spiritual books spiritual uh, spiritual you know all, any kind of self-help thing because i felt like i want to experience everything for my own right i want to feel it first i want to meditate i want to and i don't know lately something awakened in me 
and I started maybe because of what happened with uh, Yogi Bhajan and you know I wanted to find out what do other people say you know what do other religions say what do the ancient masters say about yoga and about and so that opened kind of the door for me but um I you know I would say that prani 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 prana praniyam yes look, yes yes yeah like there's 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 a lot of uh gold to mine in there in terms of uh experience um in terms of like of of all the manuals out there mm. for uh for the yoga practice that one that focus mm. on the breath um there's so much in there like you that's the one in fact it's funny i was at golden bridge new york um uh and that was back when Hari Kar was connected to that place and i was looking at two books and one was like the the overview book by Shakti Parwa Khalsa. I don't remember the, the title of it right now, but they're one of the, it was like just a big, it was pretty much an overview book. And I was looking at that and I was looking at the Prani Prana Pranayam and Hari's like, this one, this is the one, <laughs> you know everything in here, this is what you need. And yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. oh yeah that's true that uh, no because it's it's a wonderful book and really i think as you practice you learn and open right eyes to reality yeah yeah and and that's what we need now like more than ever like again the daily steady practice there are tons of meditations in that book there that's a more advanced book right like that's like there's some i mean you can do all this stuff at any level but that book has got just real depth and i'm still making my way through it i'm still going mm. back to it i'm still finding yeah. things like i you know you don't need so it's interesting like i i think and it's good like if you want to be a you know, go deeper into the practice and study these specific areas and ideas and stuff. But on a certain level, it's like drinking from a fire hydrant in that infinity is so vast. Like you just you don't need to know it all, mm. right? Because yeah, you can never yeah, yeah. know it all. What you need is what works for you in any given moment. And, and, and as a teacher, you know, your students are just coming and they're looking for really just a little bit of peace, mm -hmm. a little refuge. That's what your practice is. It is refuge from the chaos. It's, it's a way to return, let your cells regenerate, let your, breath flow let your mind relax and that could just be sitting and breathing that could be a little bit of yoga it could be super intense whatever it's on any given day it's different for any of us but there's a there's like this sense of in in the kundalini yoga world there's like a whole bunch of it's a lot of egotism around 
like people forget why they do what they do. Like they're, it's not just you're in the Kundalini yoga bubble and it has its own sort of gravity and boundaries and, and psychology and dogma, yeah. et cetera. And when you're just out in the world, nobody cares. Nobody, they just looking to live their life and have some peace. And the fact is, is that people in the bubble could really use a dose of that like just let's just keep it real here we're just humans on planet earth like just yeah. trying to grow and be conscious and aware it's not about being the best or knowing it all or because the spiritual ego is like the biggest it's the biggest trap it's the thing you might know all these techniques and all these kriyas and all blah 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 when you really only need one Mm -hmm. Breathe in, yeah. breathe out. You know, yeah. like, really, just breathe in, breathe out. Okay, good. Yeah. Let's keep yeah. it simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like I, um, uh, I teach now in person. And I'm so excited to see people in person, and really, the greatest, <laughs> yeah, the greatest effect is the ongnamo, the tuning in, and then spinal flexes. Because, you know, I remind them to breathe and everybody's like, okay, we can go home now, you know? <laughs> All right. And then the layout at the end, right? Like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, yes. And you said it beautifully, your practice is, uh, is your refuge from the chaos. Well, because when we you were talking about the digital, right, like in the AI and all that, right, like, let's not, there's all the narratives going, they're all spinning, everyone's like, the sky is falling, and we should all be afraid. You know, I was around for Y2K, everybody was, you know, and they're, they're all doing that now, buy gold, and you know, a 12 month food supply. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a link for you in the bio. Okay, sure, be prepared, good, excellent idea. But the best preparation is to be connected to your own light and your own intuition and to not, not buy into the fear. Mm -hmm. You know, like be aware, pay attention, but keep it, keep it real, like we're, we signed up for this. Nobody lives forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Life and death are part of the same. It's not how long do I live? How long do I survive? But it's like, what am I doing while I'm here? And, and the more living and loving and healing and being and, and giving, that's, that's where we're, that's where it is, right? Like, can we stay in that vibration? And can we expand that out there through teaching? Right, teaching in person, real people feel the light, feel the breath, feel the aura, feel the prana, energy in the room. That's technology. That's that's AI got nothing on that. Exactly, right? exactly. Nothing. And I will tell you this. I mean, in my estimation, I I, I mean, it is what it is. It was what it was. But I think a big part of shutting down the world was, was there was a real fear of all the momentum 
that mm -hmm. um, the community uh, yeah. of, of, of evolving consciousness um, ha has been and, and will continue to create. Like you can't, you know, the, the grass is going to grow through the, through the crack in the sidewalk. Sorry, that is the nature of the divine. It is, you can like try to snuff it out, like all the, you can buy the, buy as many politicians as you want. You can control as many sources as you want, but consciousness and spirit will continue to flow and grow and flourish and thrive. And that is just who, who and what we are. You can't, you yeah. can't stop that. Yeah. And if you can find a place right here, it's going to find it somewhere else. That's right. Okay, so maybe I leave, you know, maybe I maybe I have to move. But in that new place, I'm combining with new people and creating something new in that new place. And that's okay. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm here right now. I'm with, you know, um, my mom at the end of her life and she's 90. Um, and this situation has created an opportunity for me to spend time with her at the end of her life. And that's a beautiful thing. Like, I'm okay with that. Mm. You know, I don't need to go anywhere else or do, you know, oh. I can be me and do my work and, and um, connect with the world, um, how we're doing it. You know, what do I want to get out there and share the music live and in person? Um, yeah, but it's got to work too. Like it was working before, uh, in the before times, like it was, it was a viable thing to travel and set up events and, and, you know, I mm -hmm. mean, when it, when it becomes not viable, then it's like, oh, okay, well, let's figure out what is viable. And I, I mean, I, I love, I love this format, right? Like I, I see a time and a place where um you know podcast do a podcast that's a good mm -hmm. that's a good thing that's a, i mean i applaud you for doing this and and I, I appreciate you so much for reaching out to me for finding me or i made myself findable um i, I yeah, think yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I found you. <laughs> I'm glad. And I, then I saw, okay, you have a song. I was like, okay, yes. So that's going to be very nice occasion, right? To talk about the song, to talk about uh, life, to talk about Kundalini Yoga. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, um, congratulating you for being able to be with your mom on her uh, journey, because that is very special. <laughs> Um, I had mom who passed away and I, I was, I did my best to be there, but I wasn't able to be there the whole time. And, you know, Oh, it's, it's no, it, it is really like, it's really kind of, um, you know, the universe conspired to make this what it is. So I, I accept it and I allow it. And, um, so it is. And it's, it's really, I, I, I can't even describe it. Like she is, um, she is, she is hilarious. Um, I don't know. I shared a clip the other night where the, on Instagram, you find it in my feed. It's, I did a little reel, but um, rest assured there will be more of her, um, 
as she is endlessly entertaining and um what did she say in that clip i don't think i saw that um she <laughs> uh basically i i think i she'll say entertaining things and i'll and then i'll grab my phone and i'll say okay mom is there more to life than pasta no and i want my pasta now okay thank you mom thank you for that little glimmer of wisdom yes no more to like you know it's like she'll just say stuff like that i'm like wait let me get my phone because that's priceless so 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 yeah that's beautiful yeah yeah laugh laugh as much as you can oh that's nice um i mean yeah the the comedy is king right like that's it gets so funny because she you know we're in this crazy time and she's just so lost in this time right like and she's like turns out she's still watching the news and reading the paper right um and so i like (laughs) i'll like deconstruct the narrative so i'm like mom you know they're lying right (laughs) like they're not they're they're totally not telling you the truth it's like and she's like, no, really? And I'm like, yeah, so this is what really happened. And I'm like, oh, hmm. It's, it's, anyway, so that's yeah. funny. And then the technology where she's like, can you help me send an email? I'm like, okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. yes, well, we'll help you with the email. Okay. All right. Well, uh, this was very nice. Uh, <laughs> thanks for talking to me for coming over. Uh, yeah, I, um, I feel very uh, satisfied that we went through so many different topics and even exactly what I wanted to talk about that, you know, that Kundalini Yoga in this day and age and before. And uh, I'm glad we are on the same page. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. I mean, we're all on the same page. We're all expand. You know, it's the contrast. Like that's the the thing that we. Mm. So funny, right? Like this whole like cancel culture. Like I disagree with you, therefore I'm. Mm, yeah, therefore, yeah. you shouldn't have a right to an opinion. Like <laughs> you should not talk. <laughs> I mean, sure, go ahead, right? Censor yeah, me. Yeah shadow ban me whatever like you think you think it stops yeah. there but seeing it in the interplay you know it's just it's just a projection of, of fear and 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 not being connected to source if you're connected to source it's not it's a non-issue but but you've got to have the contrast you got to have the people who want to you know have authority and power over you for you to find out I don't think so. And then you choose something else. So that's how we learn and grow. That's that what fuels the expansion of contrast. I mean, the expansion of consciousness is the contrast. Without light, how do we know, you know, without darkness, how do we know what light is? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, so you got to have the darkness and the more, um, you know, without without evil how do you know what good is right so you you know and it's just the absence you know without what is fear well it's just the absence of love right but we have the experience and like 
I don't watch scary movies anymore. I don't want to be scared. I choose I choose not to. When I was growing up, I did. Like, I, I kind of, like, liked the thrill of that. And I, you know, so that's just, and it just, everything that brought me to where I am, that's, that's it. It's good. So, you know, yeah. it's great. This is the chaos. It's, it's fabulous. And we're just lucky to have a practice and be able to share it with other humans and, Let's hope they, mm -hmm. uh, you know, take us up on it and take themselves up on it. And they, I love the phrase, you owe it to yourself to be yourself, right? There. You, 100%, yes. be yourself, right? And, and but, find out and keep finding out who you are and keep finding out who you are in this moment, right now, not yesterday, who you should be tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's right. The answer changes. Yeah. I'm not who I was in 2016, right? In 2016, the, wor the world was in a totally different space, right? Yeah. And today we're like, I mean, I wouldn't trade any of it for this moment. Like, yeah, there were things were gained, things were lost. Um, but here we are. We're still here. We're still, you know, and we're in a better place than we ever were to continue the growth and the expansion and mm -hmm. so let it be okay. so thank you let it be so yes thank you for coming okay oh well people can find you uh well definitely okay. yeah uh, on itunes anywhere you have lots of music there right yeah i mean itunes spotify youtube uh, are the best places for music um, and and where as I like to say wherever you stream or dream um, your music you will you will find me there Amazon is now a player in that um, Google mm -hmm. whatever like mm -hmm. title it's, it's everywhere um, and then I would say just if you want to be connected with me more my handle um, my website is I am Harnam dot com if you want to get an email about the next thing that's coming up you'll you'll you can sign up there um also um instagram i am harnam.com that i post there a lot TikTok, i am harnam um facebook i am harnam twitter i am harnam Walk through that door and let it 